Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, this is uh, 101.9 Hi FM, the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. I'm Nikki Severini. And, well, what a privilege it is to be with you, to be able to connect with you, to be able to use the technology that we have. We're all isolating. We're all at home. It's lockdown. And uh, yet we can make this kind of connection possible, which is really, really extraordinary. So thanks once again to all the technical team at HIFM who are working so hard to ensure that we can do what we do. So the big question is, is how are you? How are you doing? How are you coping? How is this isolation affecting you? Are you one of those who are tuning into this, wow, this is forced me to slow down. This has forced me to, to relax a little bit more or maybe to focus on things that I was always too busy to focus on, but which really are very important to me and my overall well-being or the well-being of my family or friends. Are you starting something new? Have you got time to all of a sudden get more things done? Or is it just, you know, life as usual? You're still doing, you're connecting, you're working. Maybe for you this is a difficult time. Perhaps you're alone and uh, sitting, you know, in the confines of your space without human touch and face-to-face human connection. I'm not talking about via screen. You know, maybe it's bringing on feelings of uh, uh, overwhelm or you're feeling stressed, maybe slightly depressed. Maybe you're feeling that, uh, you know, you've got a whole lot of energy and you don't know how to expend this energy. You don't know what to do with yourself. You're used to exercising and moving and doing. Well, whatever your experience is, I really hope that uh, the show over the next hour is going to give you some hints and tips and ways to deal with the next, sure, I think it's, you know, only tomorrow. It's one week that we've had um, of the lockdown and um, we still have two weeks to go. And so we think we don't know if it's going to extend. And, you know, it's not about projecting into how long, but rather how do we manage this moment? So we have two guests today. I'm really hoping we're going to be able to get hold of Lisa Raddy. She is uh, one of South Africa's leading fitness and wellness experts. And she's going to be talking about a healthy home is a happy home. And so it's about discipline in our new normal, how to try and get the 10,000 steps while we're in lockdown, the nutrition, what we should be eating, superfoods, the, the, the positives of rebounding. So I'm really hoping that we are going to be able to, um, that we are going to be able to speak to Lisa in a, a little moment so we can give you some of those tips. And then we are going to be crossing over to Cape Town. I'm going to be chatting to Associate Professor Kevin Thomas. He is the head of UCT's Department of Psychology, um, and he is going to be identifying three specific examples of 
common mental health issues people could be um, experiencing because of this lockdown, this quarantine, the isolation. And um, we're going to be discussing it and ways to work through that. So really, this show is about mind, body. Um, we'll bring soul into it as well. I mean, you get lots of incredible soul stuff um, on 101.9 High FM. And, uh, you know, we, we always say something comes up and, and you get a bit busy. We will be playing the podcast as well. Unfortunately, um, we've had a bit of a backlog with the podcast. As soon as I get them, I will uh, promote them on all my social media platforms. And, of course, you can go directly to the High FM website. Just look for podcasts. Thursday, the Dealing Show and the podcasts will be there. So um, that's what you have to look forward to. As I said, we were trying to get hold of Lisa. So we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to try and get hold of Lisa so she can share some of these breakups with us. And you stay where you are because so many gems um, are going to be revealed within the next hour. So don't go anywhere. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Hello, welcome back to the DLE show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And I said to you that we really are going to be sharing some gems um, over the next hour. Um, we're one week or six days into lockdown. And I started off just asking you, like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling mentally? How are you feeling emotionally? How are you feeling physically? Do you find you're getting more lazy? Do you find you're getting agitated because you have all of this energy? Are you craving a lot of sugar? Are you spending a lot of time thinking about your next meal? I've got to say, I'm, I think I'm a combination of all of that. And certainly when it comes to sugar, I seem to be moving around the house, sniffing in all the cupboards, looking for that quick little high. That's what I'm experiencing and planning, planning the next meal. And, you know, so we have the expert. We love it when Lisa Rally, who is one of South Africa's leading fitness and wellness experts, joins us on the show. She always has so much to share with us. And I'm sure she's thought a lot about um you know, what people are going through because, as Lisa has said, a healthy home is a happy home. So we're going to be looking at discipline and getting the 10,000 steps and all of that. So, Lise, welcome and uh, fabulous, Hi. fabulous to once again have you on the show. Oh, thank you, Nikki. It's nice to be on. Thanks for inviting me. So uh, the question, Lisa, I mean, you're an active person and we've often spoken about rebounding and the wonderful thing about rebounding is that you could do it in a small room. But you're yeah. also the mother of a of a small daughter, of a young daughter. Um, so you would be experiencing, you know, the restrictions and the confines of, of the home. What do you say to our listeners um, and, and how do we navigate our way through um, being confined in a small space? It is, it is quite a, a big adjustment for a lot of people hey, that have had freedom of movement for forever and now all of a sudden are in a, a confined space. So, I mean, some people are lucky. They've got nice, expansive gardens. Um, and so they're able to play outside and, and create spaces for children to be active. And other people are in smaller spots. You know, they're in apartments um, and flats and they just don't have the luxury of space. So, I know with Bella, because I mean, at the moment, the weather's really cold in Joburg, so we haven't been like doing much outside, and we have a 
tiny garden. We have a small strip on the side of our house, and then we've got a decked area, which we did on purpose two years ago, and I wish we had a bigger garden. But we've had to be quite creative with Bella. I am fortunate in that I have quite a few rebounders lying around the house. So we have put on kiddies programs, rebounding programs, and she has done probably a good hour of rebounding every single day since lockdown began, and she loves it. You know, all kids love to bounce. But if you don't have a rebounder at home, then um, creating nice little exercise spaces for them has been well, also for Bella has been important. So I've created like an obstacle course using stuff from around the house, like chairs and cushions and then blankets where they go under the tunnel and then like things that are balancing on top of other things, obviously safe, you know, with a little uh, fall uh, mat or, or bunch of tiles underneath. But I've created time for exercise and put on some like loudish music, quite dancey type music and walked through the obstacle course myself with her and then let her do it on her own and then timed her and let's see if you can get a last time's time and all that kind of thing to try and burn off some of that energy because, you know, little kids have a boundless energy, <laughs> more so than us as adults. What mm-hmm. that energy out so that they can actually have their naps or fall asleep at a decent time every night. So it has been a bit more of a challenge. I've had to look up some ideas on Pinterest and um, online on YouTube and stuff, creating these little like household obstacle courses. But setting little challenges for her has been great, putting on the right music and atmosphere to create that sort of like exercise class vibe. I've even asked her to take me for an exercise class, which has been really entertaining. <laughs> um, you know, it's okay, now you mommy, and, and whatever you do, I'll copy you. Monkey says, monkey does, all of that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it is about being more creative and just making sure that they, they get it out. I mean, I've even allowed her to jump on our bed. And I know that's probably like everybody, no, don't do it. But um, she loves it. And because it's been it's kind of like banned for so long, like don't jump on beds, kids fall off beds and break their necks every day. But we just stay close and we keep it safe and put cushions all the way around the bed if she did fall off. And we put on music and we count and I let her jump on my bed because for so long it's been, no, you can't. And now I'm like, well, whatever surface that I, she can expend energy on, I'm going to let her do that. And obviously mm-hmm. if, you have, if you have a luxury of, of being outside, you know, throwing a ball and doing an obstacle course outside and doing races, egg and spoon races and those kinds of things, parents are having to be so hands-on. They are having to come up with all kinds of ideas. Um, also putting a tracker on, um, on her little arm was also great. Instead of me wearing it the whole time, I put it on her wrist and said, okay, now I want you to get to 10,000. If you get to 10,000 by the end of the day, you can get a reward and I'll make her a homemade little ice cream or she can have something nice that she doesn't always, you know, get to have because she made her 10,000 steps. And just giving them that little challenge, um, really incentivizes them and motivates them. It's like kids love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking, I think it's important. I mean, you said, you know, Bella's now jumping on your bed. It's kind of like the new normal. And the old normal just doesn't apply in this current state. You know, it may very well go back. We don't know. But this certainly is the new normal. And what comes to mind when you were talking is that you said you have to put in a lot of effort to find ways of being creative. And I suppose what parents have to be aware of, and it's not just for young kids, this is for teenagers as well, is the amount of time, screen time, um, that kids are having, that teenagers are having, that parents, adults um, are having as well. Um, and, and that, you know, that we've got to have this balance of doing something physical um, and not just handing ourselves or our children over to, you know, the, the kind of the screen nanny, so to speak. Absolutely. And we've done little things as well, like musical chairs and 
um, uh, what, what the whole that freeze game, musical statues, that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've gone back to all those old favorites, um, because, <laughs> you know, and, and kids love everything with music and it just that sort of attention time. So it doesn't have to be this whole hour exercise class, but setting your alarm on your phone for you to move away from your desk, from your chair, from your screen and go do something for five minutes. Let's say two rounds of musical statues for your own good. And for your your children's good too, but mm-hmm. we've put some like good healthy habits in, in place into the home because for the first few days we just wrote it off. All of us stayed in our pajamas, mm-hmm. were so exhausted. Over you know last week was just a crazy week before lockdown. I think everyone experienced this this anxiety, this freneticism, this stress, trying to get everything ready in your house before Thursday midnight, and then it's like all of us decided for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we were going to just take off from, from any routine and good habits and just veg and stay in our pajamas. And we gave ourselves that permission. But from Monday, it was like, right, guys, we can't do that. We have to get up, dress up, show up. We have to, mm-hmm. like me, I, I exercise every morning. I'm lucky that I host a live rebounding class online um, on Zoom every morning, like except for Thursday and uh, Monday, I do an afternoon class. So every morning I'm forced to actually get up, put a gym workout and outfit on, put on a little bit of makeup and actually show up for my clients that are watching. Um, and that's been helpful. But straight afterwards, jumping into the shower, getting dressed for the day, putting on some makeup, having a good breakfast, and then creating a, a good space for you to, to, um, to uh, do your work. So whether you're studying, I've got two teenage girls in the house as well. One's at varsity, year two, and one's in grade 11. Very important year for her. And um mm-hmm up their spaces we've taken like desks from the lounge and made sure they've got these nice big spaces a wi-fi and they've got place to write and fresh air and actually created the space and i've got the same like i'm working from my dressing room table that i've converted into an office desk my hubby's been um sent up to the gym and he's like right you go work there because we can't all work in the same space and create all that distraction so we've had like we've decided okay we're going to create our own spaces we're going to make sure that we have some kind of structure in our day. So exercising, uh, there's a time for exercise, there's a time for meal time, there's a time for work time, there's a time for play where we all shut our laptops and we decide now we're all going to cook together. Um, and that's been another thing. It's like just creating these healthy habits so that you're not grazing through the house the whole day, snacking all the time, not able to get a grip on your work, no discipline. Um, so mm. it's Every day, I look at my next day and I say, okay, what, what interviews do I have or what uh, Skype meetings or what uh, live classes? And I plan my day and I say, these are the things I want to achieve tomorrow. And I put all my, my um, absolute necessities in, like the things I'm committed to, like Skypes and things. And then um, I plan the things in between. And like, that's my day. I have to get that done. You know, and it, it has everything on there. And spend, spending time with Bella, um, you know, making sure that I throw the ball for 20 minutes for our dog. We've also got a, a very active Jack Russell in the house that is used to going to the park every day for an hour. And now she's unable to do that. And she doesn't understand lockdown, you know. So we've had to dedicate time even for Harley to throw the ball inside the house and throw her toys and play tug of war with our dog just so she burns off. <laughs> So, I mean, all of these require a lot more structure and discipline than ever before because we take yeah. from our old routines, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah playing my day, um, having a routine, getting up, dressing up, showing up has been really important for me to have purpose to my day and not just decide, okay, today I'm just going to watch Netflix all day in my pajamas and eat all the snacks in the house. 
but to actually have meal time, screen time, time for work. Uh, we've divvied up the roles in the house as well, and we've said, okay, you're responsible for that, you're responsible for that. And we, everybody's got their duties and responsibilities that goes into their own personal diary so that everybody has purpose, they feel like they're contributing. Um, so that has been very important. Even with Bella, we've got a routine. We, uh, there's time in the morning for work, and then she time for screen time, and then there's nap time, and then afterwards there's an activity and bath, and then she can watch a, a little bit more screen time, and then there's play with the family, you know, when everyone closes their laptop. So we, we actually have a routine with Bella as well that's very healthy for young children. They can't be completely thrown out of their routine because then you'll yeah. find eat well, they've got anxiety, then they don't sleep well. So we've just said, right, we're going to try and stick to our routine as much as possible, but all of us are working together as a team. Um, so that's with regards to habits, okay? So that was sort of exercise. Lise, we're going to have a quick break, my darling. I love all the tips that you've given us. And as you were saying that, I was just wondering how many people are listening to the show and they're still in their jammies and they're still in their slippers. Um, and yeah. listen to Lisa, go and have a shower, get dressed, do your hair, put on makeup or just feel good or have a shave or whatever it is. Lisa, a quick break. And after the break, okay. let's just um, share some ideas about eating well during this time. Stay with us. We'll be right back. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, if you have just joined us, welcome. This is the DLN show where we connect you to insights, information, and illumination on 101.9 High FM. I'm Nikki Severini, so enjoying being with you on this Thursday um, from the comfort of my own home, um, into your ears, um, into your mind, and you, of course, being in the comfort of your own home. I hope you're enjoying the show. We have Lisa Rally, who is one of South Africa's leading fitness and wellness experts on the line. Lisa sharing um, her ideas around discipline being our new normal, having a routine, whether you're dealing just with yourself or with young children or teenagers, just you and your partner. It's really having time out, slotting time to relax, then time to exercise, then time to work. Very, very important in a time where the, 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 the framework, the very boundaries that we've always lived according to seem to have shifted and moved quite dramatically. Um, so just before the break, um, Lisa was talking about, um, uh, she was starting to talk about the importance of food. So Lisa, I, I mean, I started off saying, you know, I, I find that I'm all I want to do is eat something sweet. Let's talk about, um, you know, and baking cakes and biscuits. And let's talk about what, what we should be avoiding and what we really should be aiming for while, during this time. So, you know, I'm, I'm a balanced person. So I don't believe in like perfection at all. I believe in, okay, we've got to look at the situation that we're in and be a little bit more forgiving and a little bit more understanding, patient with each other, kind to each other, kind to ourselves. So I do believe that working from home and having those treats, I mean, most of us have actually got probably more food in the house than normal because we've done a little bit of stockpiling and we know that, well, we don't know what's going to happen. So we've kind of got maybe too many of the wrong things in the house just in case, like biscuits and dry and pastas and, you know, things that we don't, maybe wouldn't normally have 
in our homes. So what we've, what we've um, done in our home is we've actually made sure we have a menu. So on a Sunday um, morning or so, I get up um, you know, a little bit early and I look at what we've got available to us. And I say, right, let's do a menu for the week. So we're going to do like a frozen homemade meal on a Monday. Tuesday, we're going to do salad wraps. Uh, Wednesday night, we're going to do, um, we're all going to cook. So we're going to do like a cook-off at home. And I plan the week. And then I use all the dryers and the things we've got a little bit stockpiled. And then we make a short list for the fresh foods that we're going to have. Somebody's going to have to go and brave the store or get delivered or whatever. Go and get that. And the menu really, really helps. Hey? So like, there's no, what should we have for dinner? Let's just have toast or should we have popcorn or, you know, should we just eat um, oven chips or something like carb heavy things late at night? We plan and we start prepping those in the, like, sort of the late afternoon while Bella's having her dinner. We all get into the kitchen and we share the role and we make sure that somebody's cooking, somebody's cleaning and, and there's a bit of a roster. So same thing. It's discipline. It's routine, right? Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, having the menu planned in, in advance so that you don't just say, what do we feel like? Oh, it's a cold day today. Let's just have whatever. It's actually, no, this, I've taken this out in the morning. This is what we're having for dinner. And you try and you keep at least your dinner sort of planned. Everybody sits down. Everybody chats about highs and lows in their day. You talk about and um, you communicate how everybody's feeling and appreciate other people in the house that are doing things sort of out of their comforts or things that they don't normally do, like doing dishes and just show a little bit more kindness appreciation, understanding to all those in the house because I think we all need to know that we're all doing our best and we're all um, sacrificing. This is difficult for all of us and just acknowledging how everybody's feeling and then we kind of share highs and lows in the day. So that is what we've been doing from a dinner perspective. And then from a from a snacking perspective, I've always been really good at this, making sure that there's always healthy food around. So there's always fresh fruits that's been chopped and peeled in the fridge because I believe like an orange, if it sits there like that, it's not going to get eaten because it's a mission to peel it. So once every two or three days, we peel the oranges, slice them into little um, slices, wedges, and pop them into an airtight container in the fridge. Same with carrot sticks, cucumber sticks, all of those things are always prepped. Popcorn is always like, you know, probably once every two days we'll have popcorn just stored in an airtight container, nuts in small portion controlled containers. So all those things are available um, to everybody for those, like, I'm starving, what should I have? And then high protein snacks, like um, my famous um, crustless quiches or egg muffins, which are literally like you put a whole lot of eggs in a bowl, about eight, um, and you whip it up with a whisk or a fork. You grate in about a third of a block of mozzarella into that. You get your muffin pan, spray it, um, or a little bit of coconut oil for nonstick. Pop your egg and cheese inside that and then just put a filling in. So either some pesto and tomato or spinach feta or peppers. Um, or if you're a meat eater, you can put whatever you want in there. Um, and then you bake them for 18 minutes at 180. And we always have a whole container full in the fridge of these little egg muffins, which are great cold, hot, for breakfast, with a salad for lunch, as a snack. Um, so we, we're just a little bit organized on that snacky front. Um, mm. So, yeah, because you are going to eat more sweet stuff than normal, and that's where I wanted to say it's like, you know, there's, there's binging where you're going to eat the whole packet of favorites in one day, or there's allowing yourself those little treats because we are in we are emotionally eating at the moment. We are comfort eating. Things are very upside down. They are stressful. They are emotional. They are taxing. They are unusual. And during this time, all I can say to people is just have that little bit of extra something. I like to me, it's about at the end of this, there is going to be a lockdown. Um, you, you know, the end of the lockdown. There is going to be that time where you can fix things. 
So if right now you're out of your normal, you, you are just being a little bit more naughty than you would normally be, my whole thing is don't be too hard on yourself and beat yourself up about it. Maybe rather just do 20 more jumping jacks or jump on your bed with your child or, you know, do online exercise class, do two in one day instead of one because you know you've eaten too many calories. So I don't know. I, I'm a huge believer in we can't be perfect with everything. Our old routines have been totally thrown out the window. How can you expect to have it all together? Exercising every single day, eating perfectly, balanced routine, getting perfect amount of sleep. It's impossible to put so much. It's, it's just hard. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to get it right. Absolutely. There are going to be good days and bad days. There's going to be days where you did an amazing full-hour workout online. There's other days where your kid's sick and then they interrupt you and you have to stop halfway through and, oh, well. So I think attitude and perspective is going to help a lot of people. Sort of this whole mental well-being at the moment is a huge, huge talking point. And I think the way you look at this and embrace it is going to determine the outcome for you from a, from a mental point of view and from a psychological point of view, emotional point of view. Look at it and say, we are in a crisis we are in unusual time in unusual times be kind to yourself try and move every day try and spend some time with your kids try and get your work done try and eat the best that you possibly can but if you're not getting it right every day 100 percent, so be it this too shall pass this period we're in is going to pass and there's always going to be the opportunity to pick it up after this point and sort it out and get it right and back to your normal routine but for now it's just trying to be a little bit more understanding with yourself and with others Mm. Lee, so well put, so calming, um, such a balanced approach. And I love that we're not aiming for perfection. We're human beings. Let's do the best we can do during this time. You've given us so many pointers, Lisa. Thank you so much. Um, really, we do appreciate your time, and I love the sound of these delicious egg muffins. I'm definitely going to be making them, and I'm sure many people are. You take care, Lisa. Always Thanks. lovely chatting. Oh, you too. Hey, take care. Bye. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. So that was Lisa Rally, one of South Africa's leading fitness and wellness experts. She's a trainer. She's a media personality, um, um, really into her rebounding, as you can hear, doing online classes. And so just really just to very, very briefly summarize, so Lisa says, have routine. Get up, get up and do something, you know, don't stay in your pajamas the whole day because then it just feels like an aimless kind of directionless day. Um, she says, as far as eating goes, have menus, sit down with your family and plan menus so everyone knows what to expect. I love the idea that the family will prepare a meal together as well and snacks, healthy snacks, chop fresh fruit and put it already in the fridge so it's easy to eat. Popcorn, nuts in small portions, and these egg muffins, a whole lot of eggs, and you could mix it up and put add mozzarella and just put it in these little muffin um, baking tray, and uh, voila, 18 minutes later, you've got these very healthy snacks. I've taken some fantastic notes. I've heard her, hope you've learned as well. And right near the end, Lisa was alluding to the mental well-being, our mind wellness. We've spoken about the body. We are going to be crossing over to Cape Town just now. I'm going to be talking to Associate Professor Kevin Thomas, and we're going to be looking at how to manage our minds during this time. So please don't go anywhere. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Of course, this is the DL Link Show where we connect you with insights in illumination and uh, information. I hope that you are enjoying the show today on this rather chilly, overcast uh, Thursday afternoon in Joburg. And I'm wondering how the weather is in Cape Town. And, you know, we'll 
We'll go straight to the horse's mouth. Um, I have uh, on the line Associate Professor um, Kevin Thomas, who is the head of UCT's Department of Psychology. Kevin, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me on, Nikki. It's a beautiful day in Cape Town. Um, I'm looking oh. through the Lots of sun. Yeah, it's, it's great out here. Well, you're the lucky one, that's for sure. Let me tell you, it's... Uh, you know, we've had a few kind of on-off days, so we're looking forward to the sun coming this way. You know, every time you have bad weather, Kevin, it eventually hits us. We are hoping that the good weather you're experiencing will come our way soon. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will. And we are getting some rain over the weekend, so it's all good. All as it should be, um, all as it should be. So, Kevin, this must be a very interesting time for you as head of um, the Department of Psychology at UCT and knowing um, just what people experience on an everyday basis when we look at um, mental health, um, the challenges that people face, and certainly now um, with this COVID-19, this global threat, um, and of course, lockdown specifically in South Africa. Can you perhaps share with us what some of your insights are um, and some of your observations over this time? Yeah, Nikki, I mean, it's, it's really, um, it's interesting because we have challenges on almost every front. You know, um, we've been faced with challenges on the academic front in terms of how students are going to continue to learn. And then there's challenges on the personal front in terms of how do we cope with lockdown? What are we going to do? Um, you know, for individuals, so how do you keep your kids educated and entertained and informed about what's going on? And, um, you know, there's all of these things that are all mixed in together that are all happening at the same time. And that's where a lot of the challenge is coming from. And, and the biggest part of the challenge, I think, is that we don't know what the end point is. It's not like we can say, yes, April 1st or August 1st or November 1st, this is when everything is going to revert to normal. We don't know if it will or when it will or what a new normal might look like. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the anxiety that people are experiencing coming from is because we just don't know enough at the moment about how this is going to develop and how it's going to change our everyday lives. So, so let's look at anxiety. Um, people are using this word a lot over during this time. Of course, anxiety, like, you know, and, and you, perhaps you can define it in your way. My understanding, you know, like the fear of the unknown and, uh, and people experiencing anxiety in many different ways. But now it's almost as if it's a collective anxiety, exactly as you've outlined because of this unknown. We don't know the end point. We don't know if, if our, if things will Ever come back to normal. So what's the say about um, kind of a collective anxiety and how people should be dealing with anxiety over this time? Yeah, I mean, it's that's the overwhelming feeling that I think a lot of people have is anxiety. And, and as you say, anxiety is a fear of the unknown. It's a fear of um, not having control over a situation. It's not being able to predict what's going to happen. All of those things are what feeds into anxiety. And um, it's not just anxiety about everyday things. It's it's an anticipatory anxiety. It's anticipating mm -hmm. what's going to happen in the future and how is the future going to change. You know, lots of people are anxious about how their jobs will be affected, how their kids will be affected. Um, 
So, you know, in terms of, of how we can give advice about how to deal with this, um, you know, it's, it's difficult because these, these are, um, these are real things. This is not something where you can say to somebody, you are, um, catastrophizing the situation that, you know, the way you're looking at it is not real. It is real and there are people dying and there are people who are, who are losing things, who are losing important parts of their life every day. So to, to simply say that we should ignore it is, is, is not productive. I think the best way that, that we as mental health professionals can talk to people about it is to say, okay, realistically on an everyday basis, what can you do? So focus on the here and now. What do you need to do today? Don't focus too much on the future because you have no control over this virus, how it spreads, or um, or whether there is a vaccine or how many cases there are. I think a lot of people get sucked into a vacuum of social media and news sources where all they're doing is reading negative things about how COVID-19 is spreading. Um, and I think that that's not useful in terms of dealing with anxiety. I think it's, it's fine to, to put that into a box and say, I'm going to read the news in the morning and I'm going to read the news in the evening and I'm going to keep tabs on what the major developments are. But what I'm not going to do is spend my entire day thinking about those things. I have to focus on myself, I have to focus on my family, I have to do, I have to get into some kind of a routine where I am proceeding as if this isn't a giant shadow that's, that's over my, um, that is over my life. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that those are some really important things that we can do. Um, you know, um, not getting sucked into social media is, is a, is a simple thing to do. It's not so simple for many people, but I think it's, it's a very important step along the way. Um, Kevin, you, you also, you know, and, and I love those tips and also what you said about focusing on the here and now that we have no control over this uncertain future. And what comes to mind, um, is mindfulness. And of course, you, you seeing is over the last 30 years or so, you've seen so many scientific studies done on the benefits of mindfulness, um, how it helps with regulating emotion and dealing with stress. And, you know, I could go on and on. In, in, at UCT and within your work, do you use mindfulness at all? I mean, you use the words focus on here and now, that, you know, be in the now. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Nikki, as, as you say, and I mean, and as you know, mindfulness is a very powerful technique and, um, it's, it, I, I think it's, it's merging into so many different ways of mainstream thought about how people can improve their lives. You know, it's, 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 um, it's something that's a relatively recent development, but it is a technique that's taught in so many different ways. You know, you don't have to be, um, in a, uh, an MA program in clinical psychology, or you don't have to be somebody who's doing a PhD to learn mindfulness. Anybody can learn mindfulness, and there are many different ways that, that it can be taught to you, um, in formal and informal settings. So, I mean, my, my thoughts about it are that, um, you know, there, there are many, many studies that indicate to us that it works for many different people who are facing many different kinds of challenges. And even people who are, are who are not facing major challenges, just sort of normal get through the day kinds of things, mindfulness can help you to just refocus on 
what is important, what's happening to me now, what is um, what, what are the things that I should be doing. Let let the future take care of itself, and I can take care of the future better if I'm in a clear space. Uh, you know, from a scientific point of view, there are many studies that have shown that it works, and there are some studies that indicate to us how it works. You know, there are neuroimaging studies that show how the brain changes with people who are mindfulness experts versus people who are not, people who are just, who are just starting to learn it. So there is a good scientific basis for uh, for these techniques, and I would encourage people to read up about it, to learn about it, and to uh, to really employ those sorts of techniques in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it really is available to everyone. So, yeah, I think it would be amazing. And and with the, you know, when you are going to use the social media, as you said, use it in a productive way. Find out about mindfulness. There's so many amazing um, explanations and guided meditations that help. Um, Kevin, let's also talk about um, the other aspect, the other problem, um, obviously, that's going to um, rise up uh, during a lockdown and with this uncertainty, and that is depression. Can you perhaps speak to that, please? Yeah, so, I mean, there are already, and, you know, depression is, is, is by quite a distance the mental illness that, um, that dominates the landscape in South Africa and, and, and globally. You know, there are many people who are experiencing, um, various forms of depression from mild to severe. Now, when you are starved of human contact, um, that depression can be exacerbated because, you know, humans are social animals. Even people who would um, classify themselves as being introverts still need some kind of social contact and some kind of way to be in touch with other people. Now, when, when we're under these conditions of lockdown and social distancing, you don't get the normal experience that you have. So your whole life is thrown upside down. And so, um, you know, people, what people can tend to do is then to, to indulge in these sort of ruminative thoughts. You have a lot more time to spend with yourself. You have a lot more time, um, when you are just by yourself and thinking, or you are with the same people and having the same conversations over and over again and not being exposed to new ideas. That can also lead you into sort of a, an alleyway that you don't want to be in. So, um, it's, it's very easy to get sucked into this vortex of depression, particularly because there is this dark cloud that's hanging over us. And if you're thinking about it all the time, you ruminate about it and so forth. So, um, you know, um, there are all of there, there are people who are it. There are people who have never thought that they'd be vulnerable to depression who might be feeling their mood getting quite low. And because we are under conditions of lockdown and our our lockdown conditions are quite strict in that you know, we're not supposed to go outside and exercise, walk our pets. We're not supposed to be doing any kind of jogging outside. And these are the, the kinds of things that on an everyday basis can help you to lift your mood. Exercise is a really powerful stimulant. Um, and if, we're, if we don't do that, if, we, we are, if we're taken out of the, uh, the space where we can do that, then your mood will tend to be a little bit lower than what it is. I was just, you know, I've been talking to colleagues all day today, and several of them have mentioned, you know, that they're not able to do the kind of exercise that they want to do, and that is that is leading them to feel, um, you know, in, in, a, in a worse mood than what they would otherwise be. So, you know, there are so many different risk factors for 
depression under the current circumstances that we have. So we have to find ways to combat those things. So if you're not able to jog, what are you going to do? If you're not able to go on coffee dates with your friends as you normally do on a Thursday, what are you going to do? How are you going to replace it? And though that's really important is what are you going to do again on an everyday basis to replace those activities that you would normally enjoy? Simply sitting home and, and bemoaning your, your situation is not going to be helpful. You have to be active about replacing the things that you, that you enjoyed in your normal everyday circumstances. Um, Kevin, thank you for that. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. Please, please stay with us. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Hi, I'm Nikki Severini on the DL Link Show. I have Associate Professor Kevin Thomas on the line. He is the head of UCT's Department of Psychology. We're talking about um, the mental wellness issues that really are at risk, so to speak, um, these um, very challenging times that we are all globally, collectively going through. Um, Kevin was talking about anxiety. We were talking about depression. And I think that, Kevin, you said something very interesting about, um, you know, the starved of human contact. And quite interesting that, that technology has given us an opportunity to have contact, and it may not be physical contact, but certainly face-to-face and interactions. And I just wanted to share that, you know, I every now and then meet some friends. We call it, a, you know, we we, we at six o'clock we go and we have some cocktails with some of my friends and so we said come on girls let's do it and Zoom is an app that's available it's a free app if you if you stick with under forty minutes and we all had cocktails we sat we chatted we laughed we interacted another friend and I did a yoga class the other day and so you know technology really has given us an opportunity when we could feel so isolated to to still be connected. Are you finding that, Kevin? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 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 very interesting that um, you know uh, social media and the technology that we have available to us is at the same time one of the most negative forces we can have in our life, but on the other hand, is also something that be that can be used so positively. So you know that the negatives we've already talked about is you know people getting just more worn down by the, this flood of information that they're getting and, you know, looking at situations around the world and just constantly reading negative news stories. But the positive is exactly what you said, and, and it's exactly what many people are experiencing is the ability to check in with other people, to to have those, um, you know, cocktail dates or coffee dates or to do exercises together. These are, these are all really, really positive things. And, I, I, you know, I think that, the more that people are are taking advantage of those kinds of uh, those kinds of technologies, and you know, obviously, Zoom is, is the one that everybody's talking about. It's, it's a, you know something that has just exploded into our consciousness um, with <laughs> with social distancing, with um, with our lockdown. Um, I think that that you know, I couldn't encourage people enough to do those kinds of things, to check in with others, to make sure that family members are okay, to spend some time with people and to, um, and to, to really uh, appreciate the kind of social contact that, um, that those forms of media allow us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Kevin. Well, 
you know, we've, we've run out of time, but you've, you've given us um, so much to think about and certainly for many of us to use in our everyday life. Um, for those people who are really having a tough time, Kevin, do you, do you, do you recommend that they contact a SADAC, for example? Or what would your recommendation be? Yeah, that would be at the top of my list of recommendations is, um, is you know, the SA Depression and Anxiety Group is doing so much good work now. Um, I know I, I saw an interview with um, with with uh, one of their representatives recently that said they they have been um, getting uh, a real spike in the number of people who've been calling them. So I'd encourage people to reach out to to them. I would also encourage people who are already in therapy to check in with their therapists to see if they're offering online sessions. I know some therapists are doing um, Zoom sessions or Skype sessions or just um, help, helping people to check in via WhatsApp. Um, you know, otherwise. There are many employers who are also making counseling available to their employees. So check in, you know, with HR departments and so forth to see what is available. Um, but um, I would certainly encourage people to take to, to to look for things that are online. There are many free online counseling services as well. If you just Google them, there are several of them that, that will offer at least a few free sessions. So and then that is important for our mental health at these um, during these times. Very, very important. Um, Kevin, thank you so much. Associate Professor Kevin Thomas, thank you so much for your time. Do take care. Okay, take care, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, Kevin. So, wow. You know, as I said, we're looking at the mind. We're looking at the body. I do want to tell you that if you live alone, especially, you know, during this time, um, HIFM has a helpline. It's a check-in service. Um, there are counselors that will call you on a regular basis to check in, make sure you're okay. It's available to anyone of any age who feels the need for it. Um, so the number, the helpline number is 0800-242436. It's 0800-242436. And one last thing before we go is I am hosting a Facebook live session tonight at 7 o'clock. It is called Connect. Um, we're getting together. We're finding ways of dealing with this clearing our minds, and also identifying the triggers that seem to unsettle us. So that's tonight. Just go to my Facebook page, Nikki Severini, The Mind Freedom Fighter, and that's at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, that's a Facebook live session. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you got so much out of the show. I always get so much out of the show. Guys, thank you who are at the station. We're putting the technology together so that we can broadcast even during these difficult times. For me, Nikki Severini, until next week, Do take care. Goodbye.